Flying Casuals brought to you by Patreon supporters Brent, Andy Dugan, David Bush, Rob Patsky, Jory Webb, Kelly Breckner, Nate Edison, and Wes Anderson. May the force be with you. You're listening to Flying Casual, a Star Wars podcast. Here's your host, Michael Canterbury. Hello there, Star Wars fans. Welcome back to the latest installment of Casual Council, a monthly hangout with our Patreon Jedi Knights and Jedi Masters, Holly. Welcome back to uh, Casual Council. You're looking stunning this evening. Thanks. I thought I was going to have to do the intro tonight. Well, I asked you to, and you just stood there in silence. So <laughs> I will do the intros, and, and maybe maybe you can do the exit. I can do that exit. I don't actually know in this industry what you call an outro. Maybe that's what they call it. I think that's actually the proper terminology. Folks, this is Flying Casual's chill occasion. Holly, our our more laid-back hangout uh, with our friends here via Skype. Uh, We've got Nettie, Jory, and Brent with us today. And per usual, we may have Rob dropping in uh, via Skype at some point. Holly, you never know with Rob. He's a rogue. Uh, he is Rogue One. He's the epitome of Rogue One. He's our wild card. He's our wild card, uh, folks. But today we're going to have a really chill episode. We've got multiple topics to talk about today. We've, you know, we've hu- we've done a huge dive into the Force, and I'm sure that's going to come up because you know the Force is Star Wars. Um, but we've got some topics to talk about today. We've got the Mandalorian. Um, uh, everyone, I am assuming on Council here has seen the trailer, and I see some nods, so that's good because it is a topic of discussion tonight. Uh, and then the thoughts of uh, our thoughts on Ray Kenobi, Holly. We were teased by um, the possibility of of Ray be a, being a Kenobi. We all kind of thought that may be a possibility, and now we hear that that Disney was actually toying with that idea. So maybe get some thoughts on that. Um, and also Hayden Christensen. We all love him. Hayden's seen a lot of crap uh, in his Star Wars career. A lot of fans, you know, maybe not loving him at the time of the release of the prequels, uh, Holly. But everyone, I think, has come on board I mean- the Hayden Christensen train, including your. Have they? Because I'm pretty sure that I've told my story multiple times about my disappointment with uh, our dear friend Hayden. Absolutely. Well, yeah, Hayden, you still owe Holly an autograph. What the heck? I don't know if that's worth as much as it would have been then, Holly, but, you know, we'll we'll ask him. Hey, what's your autograph going for? We should just call him up. Yeah, do you have his number? I mean, this is breaking news if you do. Breaking uh, news. Listen, all I'm saying is that if I can't get the autograph, can we at least get a tour of his farm? Absolutely. Phrasing. He has a farm. This is all news to me. I guess apparently he left that galaxy far, far away and took up farming. I mean, yes, in Canada. Wow. Okay. I'm learning a lot already on this podcast. Uh, And then, folks, we're going to be talking uh, about Palpatine and his infatuation with Force-sensitive children. It seems like in every other episode of Clone Wars, um, you know, he's he's searching for for, uh, a force wielders holly um under the age of five so we're going to talk about that uh you know could he be seeking out baby yoda all that good stuff um and then talking about black kyber crystals this i'm going to have no information on a black kyber crystal i've only seen one in my life holly and that was in 1975 what happened in 1975 i can't really talk about it holly that's why we call it the black crystal but folks Let's talk about that Mandalorian trailer. Um, and I hope you got a drink in hand because, you know, this could get pretty crazy. But, uh, Nettie, I want to start with you. for, And we have Rob. Rob's already – he's here already. He's on time. He's, he's slamming a Natty light. So welcome to Rob as well, our Rogue One wild card. But, Nettie, I want to start with you first. 
I, I, I'm assuming you've seen the Mandalorian trailer, and let me get your general thoughts on that bad boy. I, I mean, did it did it not reveal enough for you, or was it just right? Uh, see, first things first, I'm on eBay right here, and it looks like Hayden's <laughs> autographs going from about a low of 90 to a high of 215. Oh, boy. After initial view so Boy. do with that information as you will what but, do we think it was worth back in the day i mean let's circa uh, 2002 2001 well 2002 because that was his premiere right in the star wars so but let's say 2003 i don't probably know. shift the decimal over a couple places Boy, in the, I that's really? a lot direction Missed you really think so holly. Uh, yes oh, like holly two dollars and fifty cents oh that way. Oh, we're going back. Ah, so oh, that's true. Look, that's true. I actually didn't realize that people got autographs mm-hmm. just to turn around and sell them. So oh, that Holly. to me yeah. is whole the most world. bizarre thing. I, that's bonkers. A what whole did you new want? World. It literally would have said to Holly. Yeah, love Hayden. Hayden. Yeah. So you can yeah. only sell that to a Holly. It doesn't mean anything to anybody that's else. That's true. Actually, when I here's a little quick story for you. When I met Taylor Swift, I actually had her sign my shirt to Canterbury love Taylor because there's a lot of Michaels in the world. Not a ton of Canterbury's that I know of. So you, Actually, in West Virginia, there's quite a few. <laughs> anyway. So you can't resell that. So one. you can't resell that. But Nettie, so uh, autographs aside, uh, though I think we should probably hit up Hayden. It's funny that his autograph value has gone down, but his, his the Star Wars love has gone up. It's interesting. But the Mandalorian trailer, my friend, what did you think? See, I thought it was really good. Say, um, I mean, it's easy for me to say, being a Star Wars fan, that I'm on board no matter what. They don't have to get me interested. Let's so go. in that sense, less is more sometimes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought it did really well with that. It showed a lot of different locations, which I think is really exciting to see. And just some more of the awesome characters that we were introduced to. So it looks like it's going to be a good time. So you weren't writing those, you know, reviews or comments on YouTube saying, where's Ahsoka? Where's all these characters that we were never promised? No, no, I was not writing those. I don't, I never understand why people want all of the big reviews in the trailers. Like I remember completely off topic, but like the first trailer for the Venom movie, everybody was like, where was Venom? I'm like, this is like literally like a 30 second, like teaser trailer. Like yeah. calm down guys. So be in it eventually. And right. Is it like, that's, I, yeah, that's I, his I name. That like the <laughs> Venom is the name of the movie. Of course he's going to be in it. You just need to have patience. Um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, the internet's strong suit. <laughs> that's true. We are a much more impatient people with the internet. And I, I guess I understand, uh, Brent, you got to see this as well. Please. Please, yes. Thank you. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I caught a glimpse of it when it came out. Uh, I thought it was really good. I thought it gave us just enough to not spoil anything and yeah. maybe just add, our, add to our speculative nature, which is uh, what we need to have going on for the next month until it comes out. Absolutely. Yeah, I think we all waited so long for something. I had just kind of given up that we were going to get anything, and I think people were super pissed that we got it, but it didn't have enough reveals in it, which – all right, that's cool. Uh, they can't wait. I, mean, I didn't want to. I didn't want to see Ahsoka. I don't want to see Rex right? slash Boba or whoever he may be playing. I don't yeah. want to. You know, I don't want any of that. I want to. I want it to come out in the show. He may be but, in a creature costume, and we never see his face. Who knows? He's just getting credited yeah. with something. That's, that's entirely possible. That's what I hope for. I mean, that's how most of the big names in Star Wars are. <laughs> Darth Vader. You never saw David Prowse. You didn't know he was a big lanky exactly. English dude. Exactly. 
Holly, we, we maybe you had ran into him at some point. We never would have known. You never would have known. I never feel like known. those conventions are a really great place for celebrities to go because you're already dressed up. People don't even oh, recognize yeah. you. Also, when we went to Celebration in Chicago, Let's there go. were so many people who were dressed up as characters from Star Wars that they looked just like the actors. Yeah. So I wouldn't have known the difference. Cad Bane was one. Yeah. Cad Bane was I just one. Assume, I'd assume any stormtrooper I run into is Mark Hamill since he likes Same. to go out and always pull that front. You know, a short stormtrooper, that's Mark. Every time I run into a stormtrooper, even at celebration, take your helmet off. Okay, cool. Move along. Michael just not said, Mark Hamill. Move along. <laughs> Sup, Mark. Sup, Mark. You know, so that's a great point. You, you may be running into Mark Hamill and you have no idea. Uh, Jory, we uh, thoughts on the Mandalorian, my friend. I mean, are you excited? Was it enough? Are you, are you wanting more? I mean, did it tease you just enough? I thought it teased me just enough. Um, and I, I think Nettie and Grant said it. Right, uh, I don't want it anymore. Um, I thought it was perfect, exactly how it was. Um, they didn't give you a ton. Uh, they gave you. I mean, I'm sure if you really dive into it, you could probably figure out some things. But yeah. um, but I think the the very brief things, and I think you guys talked about the main show with like Sasha Banks being on it, you know, and gave you just enough to give you know get just that little bit of speculation on who her character is and what she's doing and stuff like that um but you know like they said i don't i don't want any more than what they already gave so i thought it was perfect absolutely absolutely rob i I know you're slamming natty lights i'm hoping that you can formulate a good coherent sentence for us about the mandalorian i don't know what natty light you're on right now i'm hoping it's number one but what did you think my friend Oh, no, it's number three, brother, and two Peronis. It's supper tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. It's going to come in representing the bus. It's like the wrist. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, the bus. <laughs> you guys were looking for little trailers. Uh-huh. No, you, you get no little tidbits of information. You get the bus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Cool. Absolutely, man. Uh, there's a lot of WWE love going on in the Mandalorian right now. So, I mean, what did, what did you think? I, I loved it. You know, everybody's already weighed on everything with, you know, the different planets they have and the way it's going. You know, the one thing about the Mandalorian that we really got to love is it's just how dark and mysterious it is. You don't really know what's going on, and then you watch it, and you're like, ah. You know, yeah. like it's just really that good. And, the, and when I saw Sasha Banks, my mouth, my mouth dropped a little bit because I was like, oh, it's Sasha Banks. <laughs> I was like, and she just got beat up by Bailey in WWE terms. If you want to really know what's going on with the WWE right now, like Bailey turned on her after they, you know, Sasha lost her belt and all that stuff going on. So it kind of makes sense that they kind of did this. But in a kind of like this has already been filmed. Yeah. So then I didn't understand it, but it shows why like she's been away for a minute and trying to like intrigue things. I did listen to the latest podcast. Her being Sabine would make actually the most sense because Sabine was actually kind of like a tin in a way, and that's what Sasha kind of is too. So I think she fits the Sabine kind of role. Plus being, you know, a bad guy, you know, a, a heel you would say in wrestling. She already has that. And when you were talking about the blue hair, yeah. she went back to the blue hair when she went heel. So, <laughs> of course. Of I'm course. just 
Of course she did. Making connections. Maybe her new stage name will be Sabine Wren in WWE. Who knows? That would be a nice tease. It would actually be fantastic if that happened and then she actually wasn't Sabine in the show. I'd be down for that. But And you know what? Bailey is probably in The Mandalorian too. You know what? Everyone in the – just give them all roles. I'm sure we have enough you know characters that they could they could all fit in. So there's there was a discussion that we had on the latest podcast, and I want to get your guys' thoughts because at first I was not a fan of this this idea, the speculation, and then you know Luke kind of talked it out a little bit, and Holly did too, and I, I'm a little more on board with it now. But the idea of of Luke Skywalker being in this series at first, I thought it was too much. But if it's an ultimate goal of reaching the grand, you know, master, maybe that makes more sense. But I want to ask you guys, is that something that you want to see? Um, and if so, like, why? What could, you know, how could he fit into this? Would it be a lot? Uh, Jory, you want to start off? <laughs> He's like, I got kids crying, Mike. You're coming to me with these questions. No, no, we're good right now. Um, uh, I think that that would be awesome. And if it did happen... Uh, like I, I would obviously I'd be pleased with that. I mean I don't think I don't think anybody would not want more Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Um, but the just the logistics of it and and how it all would work now I don't know that they could keep something like that under wraps. Yeah. Um, you know to keep Mark Hamill coming in to film something and then you know all these people working to de-age him and things like that and. Um, I just I, I don't think it's plausible. Yeah. Um, but in in the same, I mean that'd be phenomenal. I mean I'm I'm all for it. If if we got to see Mark Hamill or, or you know Luke Skywalker on screen, I'm definitely down. It it feels like Mark Hamill's on a lifetime contract at this point with <laughs> Lucasfilm. That if they need him, they pull him in. Hey, you got to do celebration. Sounds great. Like I mean, I would be down. I'd sign me up for a lifetime contract with them. So I, I, I think it would be pretty easy for him. He said, you know, this is the end uh, of Luke's story. But I don't know, Nettie. A lot of people. You know, who after the rise of Skywalker were like, I'm done with the Skywalkers. This one right here. Uh, I want to see something else. Like, what? They're going to be a little pissed off if Luke Skywalker shows up in this thing. But uh, how would you respond? Um, I think having him in the movie or the show would be pretty cool as long as he, you know, doesn't overshadow everything. Kind of like we've been saying with Ahsoka and Rex and all of that. Like, at the end of the day, the show I do feel like should be about the Mandalorian and his relationship with baby Yoda. So I feel like pulling in such a big name, like Luke has a big chance of kind of detracting from that. Yeah. But I do think it would be, I mean, fans would go crazy. Fans would love it. Just as iconic as the character is. So as long as they do it well, which I mean, there's no reason to think they want it given the track record of season one. I mean, I'd be down for it. I'd, watch it and say honestly i just kind of trust story group at this point <laughs> yeah i call me a shill but i do too uh and i think actually <laughs> luke's response to seeing a baby you know yoda like creature kind of like he did on dagobah kind of freaked out like what the hell are you like i, I could see that happening again i mean like i never thought i'd see another one of these something comical holly would that would that work would that get you on board you know if luke came i know we don't want to do the skywalker we don't have to talk <laughs> about his last name oh he's, he's be the grandmaster luke. luke yeah i don't want it that's fair i, I didn't think, either at first 
I just like, no, I don't. That's not something I'm interested. If you want a TV show with Luke Skywalker doing something else, then yeah. make a different TV show with Luke oh, Skywalker yeah. doing something else. Yeah. And that's totally fine because that's what we expect. But I feel like you get to the point where you just try to tie so many things in and so yeah. many characters in that it's just overwhelming. I don't want to be overwhelmed. I want to watch a show that I like and yeah. enjoy and that's like fun in Star Wars yeah. and has its... It could risk keeping the storytelling small, right? If yeah. we're just tying it back into the Skywalker. Oh, obviously they're going to search for Luke because he, this dude's, this little guy's force sensitive and he's recruiting right now or yeah. he's looking for holocrons or whatever. And here he's got some, some magical yeah. beings here. And I think one of the things that makes this Mandalorian story so appealing is that it's not focused around the Jedi so much as other Star Wars stories are. Yeah. And I think that that's appealing because you're, it still feels like Star Wars and the Jedi are there. They are mentioned all the time. Now we're on a hunt to find the Jedi. Yeah. But it's not told from the point of view of the Jedi and the Jedi aren't the main focus. And I like that. Okay. Well, let's put Skywalker aside then. And let's say someone like Ahsoka or Ezra Bridger shows up. Brent, is that something you'd be on board for? Maybe, you know, a smaller Star Wars name, but someone whose story is, you know, not as told. Maybe Ezra is, you know, a wizened Jedi at this point, and he's learned some crap out in the unknown regions, and maybe he could take this little fellow, and I'd, I'd, I'd pay to see Ezra and Little Green Bean running around together. Yeah, I mean, I think having Ezra come into it, especially with Ahsoka, and then the potential that it's Sabine out there, um, considering that the last time we saw them, that they went out to look for him. Yeah. Um, you know, whether or not they get him right away, I'm not entirely sure. Um, but, you know, but it is supposed to be about the Mandalorian. And I think, you know, with him and the green bean, you know, even if they do come across them, I don't think he's going to part with the green bean. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, I, that's just my feeling. I think it would be more of like, Hey, what's going on here? And, you know, she may go, Oh, you know, I'm not the person you want to see. You want to find Luke and, you know, send him off. And, you know, that may be the end of season two and, yeah. you know, to set up season three of the search for Luke Skywalker, you know, because, you know, they've already done it once. Why not do it again? Absolutely. The great but, point. Yeah, we already kind of yeah. did that. But going back, I mean, as far as seeing Luke come into it, um, that's, a, that's a really tough one. As, as cool as it would be, um, a couple of problems I have with it. Number one is that Green Bean does go with Luke. It's pretty much guaranteed that he dies when the temple's destroyed because yeah. nobody survives, which is yeah. a bummer. So not something I want to think about. Yeah. And number two is if you're going to introduce Luke Skywalker at this age range, I don't want to see a de-aged Mark Hamill. Yeah. Because if you're going to bring, if you're going to reintroduce Luke at that point, it's to further go on like another Disney plus show or something like that with, this is what Luke has been doing before he sets up the temple yeah. and stuff like that. So that where you would need another actor, you would have to recast it. And I, I would think probably the best guy for, to do that would be the guy that plays Bucky from Captain America. Boy, yeah. He pretty much looks like a young Mark Hamill. I think that would be perfect. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think if you're going to bring Luke into it, that'd be the way you'd have to do it as much as I don't want to see parts to recast. But then, you know, I think, uh, the guy that did Han Solo did a fantastic job. So it's just something, you know, as these guys get to be their 80s, it's something we've got to deal with. Yeah. And that's and accept and move on. Exactly. Yeah. There, there's there's people who have taken up the torch. I mean, Jonas, I, I would butcher his last name if I tried, but acting as Chewbacca, like, I, like, it was so insane seeing him on the ground in The Rise of Skywalker with the same kind of mannerisms as Peter May Mayhew, just, like, crying and flailing his hands, like, 
he studied that man. He studied his motions. And yeah, he's in a suit, but like you believed it. And there's other actors out there. Like when we were doing solo trivia, uh, by the way, Nettie, uh, a fantastic trivia player. A little shout out there to him. Uh, that's coming soon, uh, this, uh, uh, this upcoming Friday, by the way. But I mean, Alden Ehrenreich, little mannerisms, you know, he was himself. But just little, you know, eye motions, little, you know, little, little, little smirks. You know, he he had Harrison Ford kind of down to a T in moments that were needed. Now you can't just try to mimic someone, you know, the entire movie. That's silly. Like be yourself. But it's definitely possible, and I think it would it would make for a, a great Star Wars story. Or if you're going to animate it, fantastic. Make a little more mature animation, um, like Archer or something, right, Holly? Yeah. Big Archer fans Big here Archer on this fan. podcast, but. Uh, um, how about you, uh, um, uh, Rob? Like, are, would would you pay to see these characters uh, in the Mandalorian, or we need to keep it small um, to drag this thing out a little more? Rob is currently uh, finishing yeah. a natural light on the uh, podcast. Um. Okay. So here's my here's my take. I actually don't mind if there's a cameo by Luke, and here's the reason why. It worked in Battlefront 2. It worked in Shadows of the Empire. It has worked before. You only need Luke in one certain situation that just leaves you wondering. That's what Star Wars does, but at the same time, it makes you think. That little team up that he would tell at that moment, at that moment in Battlefront 2, that was really cool. And I think that if you leave that or you somehow turn that into a moment with, you know, Din, that would work. But when you talked about, you know, you know, baby Yoda slash green beans slash whatever you want to call him, the child being destroyed when the temple falls. Like, I don't, I don't think I'd like that. I think Luke would be better displayed in a moment. But I think the way more people, if you were all thinking about the whole uh, the child thing, I think that if you take Dean away from the child for a moment, maybe leave him with Cara Dune, goes on path, meets Luke, and comes back and doesn't say anything. I think that that would really work towards Luke being in this series. But I don't think it has a place because I think who has a place, and just for the record, Battlefront 2 is happening around this time period, it does not. So he was looking for the relics. That also has been explained in the Battlefront 2 series that he was kind of, and whether that's canon or EU, whether it's Grandmaster Luke or canon Luke, who just goes and does what he wants and goes on an island and hides for a while, that's fine. But I think that if he's going to eventually go on an island and hide, then there's really no reason for him to technically be in the series. But if there is... It's just one moment. It's just one moment. It can't be any more than that, honestly, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I'd like a smaller role if he is going to be in it at all. Maybe, like you said, a little a little cameo. I'm even down for just a mention because yeah. think about The Force Awakens. Like, Ray and Finn have heard about the legend of Luke Skywalker. Well, let's let's hear a little more about that. What are people saying? Like, oh, this is the dude that saved the day. Or is, are people like, yeah, we don't need that sorcery anymore. Like, everything's cool. Like, you know, the Empire's, well, the Empire's not completely gone. But uh, there isn't a whole lot to be worried about. And I'm sure, you know, actually there is, you know, crime syndicates <laughs> taking territories, things like that. People have other things to worry about. So the thought of a grand wizard is not, you know, probably their their biggest priority at the moment. So I'm down for that. I'm down to hear a little more kind of epic tales of him or like, well, you know, well, I, the characters that we know right now, 
have they don't talk about the Jedi, right? Like the, the Mando just found out about these these evil wizards, right? So it's it's I don't know. We'll, maybe we'll, we'll learn more. Hopefully, it's through other characters. But if he's there, I, I'm I'm down for it. If not, I, it's a great show anyway. You know so. what? I, oh, go ahead. No, I, I think that it, he doesn't really need to be involved in this show. I think we need to to keep it like, if you want to say that more of that Clone Wars-esque kind of build to it, because that seems to be where Disney really feels that they have their kit and caboodles at. You know, their meat and potatoes is really the Clone Wars. Everything goes back to the Clone Wars. Even when you think about Fallen Order, it's around that time after that, what they want to create. What Disney technically is doing, regardless of anybody in any fandom wants to admit it or not, they're creating their own background. They're creating their own history. They are creating. And that right there means that they have their own idea. So my my ideas of Avalon doesn't make a difference. But I've thrown that away a long time ago when I separated the two in thinking that this is then and this is now. And that's really all I got to say about that because I think Luke would be a nice bill. I think Sabine would be a nice bill. I think that, you know, all these different aspects, Ahsoka would be a nice bill. I think Ahsoka may be the, the one that might get in there. But again, you don't want to see her. Um, when you were talking, Luke, um, Holly, and of course, Michael, when y'all, y'all were talking about the last, the last podcast, you don't want to see a, Ahsoka show up and just take Din's mojo, yeah. his machismo. You, you can't do that. You, you're killing what the story, the series is about, which is Din. You can't kill Din. You can only have cameos. He is the antagonist protagonist rolled in one. Well, if we're to believe the rumors, uh, the Mandalorian may be out of the Mandalorian. You know, Pedro Pascal may be out. So who knows? This may be it. It may be just an Ahsoka show after this. Holly, no. what were you going to say? Um, I think that... Now that I think about it, so we had the trailer, what we're talking about, right? And it was narrated by the armor. And I that think, was fantastic, and, by yeah, way. it was. And she was telling Din the story about the Jedi. Yeah. And I think that they could work Luke Skywalker in if they continue to have her narrate a little bit more of the story or they kind of have her giving Din more information about this that we didn't get in the first season and then kind of mentioning. Luke in that way because yeah. I think that would be a really nice salute or a yeah. nod to Luke Skywalker and I think people would like to hear that but it's saying you know this is somebody that you could look for you should go find him but then maybe on the way Din comes across other Jedi yeah. or maybe not Jedi I mean we don't even know if he finds them or not or <laughs> if he's going to keep looking for them but I think that would be the way to kind of give a little nod to Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. and then move on when we don't even know how Luke or the other Jedi will respond to these characters. Like, they may know the history of the Mandalorians and the Jedi and their conflicts and be like, I don't want any part of this. You guys are warmongers. Like, you, you, you killed a lot of our people, too. Like, I don't want any part of this. If Luke's read the history, then he understands that. So, I, it, who knows? It's not like he's going to maybe welcome him with open arms be like, yeah, I'll take this guy. And, hey, Mando, like, what's up? We'll, we'll be cool. Let's team up. Let's not. Like, maybe he doesn't want that. And maybe that's why... There, I mean, you got to think about the history or the, the what we know from the sequel trilogy. I don't see any Mandalorians. I don't see any Mandalorians coming to the aid of the Jedi when their temples burn. Like you know, we, it just doesn't seem like that's a you know that, that that Din is here to be the glue that brings the two together, and and we all sing Kumbaya. Maybe that's just me, uh, Brent. 
I would say I, I posted this the other day in the Facebook group or whatever as part of my, my wacky speculations. I don't know who uh, caught that or whatnot. But I'm thinking we might find out that Din is actually Forge sensitive. And yeah. after I posted this, I started rewatching the first season or whatever. And when he first tames the Blurg in episode one, Come on. he does it the same way that Anakin tames the Reek in Attack of the Clones. Yeah. He finally calms himself. He focuses puts his hand in front of his face and it's like hop on let's go for a ride and yeah. that's the exact same thing that anakin did so yeah it, it kind of lends into my wacky theory that i put up there that you know that i, I don't know if you want me to get into it right now but jory's got something i'll let yeah. him go before I get wacky here no i was just gonna uh just echo what you were just saying because i actually was doing the exact same thing and funnily enough i thought the exact same thing and it was just the only reason I even thought it was because of what you put in the group, and that is spot on, Brent. I thought I think you're for sure didn't could be foreign sensitive. And well, we, let's hear it. We haven't and we haven't seen that. Well, yeah. We know of one, right? A Mandalorian who became a Jedi, and the, we have the dark saber, voila. But I mean, does it? I mean, does it take a, a force sensitive Mando to wield that thing? I mean, you well, know, phrasing. Uh, a lot of force power to wield it. Um, <laughs> but I want to hear, Brent, let's go back over your um, your theory because I think that was really good and interesting. Okay, so my wacky theory, um, this is all speculation, um, but I, I figure by the end of the second season, you know, maybe the third, but probably this one here, uh, with Ahsoka being introduced, um, that we're going to find out that, let's see, how did I phrase this, that the only way to save baby green bean is for them to go with Ahsoka into the world between worlds. And as they do this, they're going to exit sometime back in time because you have to get Yoda completely away from the Empire and any sort of revenants. So you exit, say, 900 years ago, and baby Yoda is actually baby Yoda. Yeah. Um, he's just born you know, at the same time as Anakin, which then means that Anakin could potentially be created by Palpatine and that baby Yoda is actually the chosen one because that would still fulfill the timeline <laughs> of the prophecy. Um, but now Yoda's way back time to time. Um, along with this, they... They're able to get the Darksaber from Gideon, um, but we find out that Anakin was the one that actually created the Darksaber um, as Darth Vader, um, which is how Gideon gets it because he finds it in Vader's temple, and he doesn't actually get it back from Bo-Katine. And she still technically has that one because, you know, as you start up the time loop, which, you know, Favreau's involved in Marvel, and so why not? You know, so then we go back. But Din, Din he exits, say, maybe a 1,000 years ahead of time. Instead of the same time that Baby Yoda jumps out of there, which and takes the name of say Tar Vizsla, and he has the dark saber with him, and then he's able to then he finds out he's force sensitive, gets inducted into the temple, and since they have the legend already set up, and he knows what he has to do to play out said timeline. I the whole thing just makes me nauseous. You know, you know what I love the most about it is is Brent thinking out the outside the box and saying like, this could be Yoda. At a younger age, and it makes so much sense. Then why Lucasfilm would not give this character a name? Yeah, he's yeah. a baby, but we're calling him the child. The the child. child. Like it just it, it makes sense to me when you wrote that. I was like, duh. Why not? Like, that yeah. makes and complete Yoda was sense. The one that kidnapped himself when he was small because he knew that how, that's how it has to play out to get in the hands of Dan. Oh my yeah. god! And if we're, I mean, it, this so. is Filoni too. Like he is. The creator, we assume, of the world between worlds. So why not bring that wicked like idea into into <laughs> live action, Jory? So this like 
I don't know if this will actually happen because it's kind of out there. Not even out there, but, like, it's just – it's it's so cool. But there's so many things that play into it because it would almost kind of help out with the time frame where they say that Yoda at 100 years old was a master um, because the baby is actually 50 at this point. So to say he goes from, like, pretty much, like, complete baby talk – at 50 years old yeah. to being a complete master at a hundred, like there's some growing up that needs to be done. And if he's maturing at that rate, you know, it's kind of hard to grasp him being a master at a hundred. Yeah. So, um, realistically, if he came into say 900 years ago, it would be more like 950 years old, which would give him some more time to actually mature. Um, I mean, there's just, there's, there's so many cool things that, that come with this theory and i think i i don't know what you were doing brett and what <laughs> we, yeah. we don't know what you but were like, taking <laughs> but uh but this this is one of the coolest theories i think i have heard and i just want to give some props Thanks, yeah. it's been smoky in california <laughs> <laughs> lots of wildfires That's out there holly it. a lot of vitamins have been consumed in california but uh, i love i love it and, and and what better way to introduce a character like ezra bridger who in my opinion is probably the gatekeeper of the portal now. yeah i am i have been chosen i am chosen to be the gatekeeper of this portal never will the emperor ever gain access to this again we know he can come back from god knows what so i have to be i have to remain steadfast holly his watch will not end until evil is gone that's right and it kind of would give all these characters that purpose that like we knew that they had a purpose but like it kind of makes everything fall right back into place plus plus and another thing come on all the people who are complaining about not getting the Yoda backstory, I Let's need go. a Yoda backstory. This yeah. would solve all your problems. Well, not to mention, folks, there was a Yoda film planned after uh, Rogue One. We had talks of all these anthology films. Maybe this was something that has been brewing for a long time. And it's like, you know what? Everyone wants this Boba Fett show. I was not very thrilled about a Boba Fett series, but we get the Mandalorian, right? Well, let's take both of these stories and put them together. Throw them all together. Let's have a Baby Yoda. You know, everyone's jumping to call him Baby Yoda, and wouldn't it be so funny if Dave Filoni and John Favreau say, hey, you guys were right all along. <laughs> we didn't correct you for a reason. We didn't correct you. We never came out and talked shit. We just said, it's the child. But you're right. From day one, Flying Casual called him Baby Yoda, and we were right. And I think Brent has confirmed that. I love it. I think it blows up Star Wars. Bringing time travel into... It was such a... The portal was bigger than the Mortis gods to me. Like, I can explain the Mortis gods as just some whatever. Some, something out there. But, the, but time travel? The ability to... Star Wars is about choices. And if you throw time travel into there... We saw Ezra. He had opportunities to save Kanan. But he knew it wasn't his destiny. Jory, am I crazy? No, yes. you're not crazy. I just started, like, this is really blowing my mind with the whole Brent's uh, theory thing. But Yoda almost becomes the whole chicken and the egg thing yeah. at that point. Because it's like, what came first? You know, yeah. baby Yoda or Yoda? Because with Yoda, you'd have to have 
um, you know, obviously his his cells and, and all that to clone him, which is kind of what we're guessing that Baby Yoda is. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, it, it's it's a what came first type situation, and uh, you know, it's it's just doing <laughs> doing loops in my brain right now. So, is it the Baby Yoda or the Wusa? Wusa, yeah. Is he was he in a Wusa? I don't know. You know, a nice fertilized Wusa, Ooh, and there's yeah. Baby Yoda. His Ooh, ears yeah. just pop out of the egg, and it's just an egg. That is a great t-shirt design, actually. I don't like it. Copyrighted Michael Canterbury Flying Casual. Do not take that idea, anyone <laughs> listening. But I, I, this theory, guys, uh, we're going to have to dedicate an entire like hour to it to, to really kind of flesh out the, what we're what – we're, uh, you know, because th- this is just the beginning. Brent has just scratched the surface because if they're going to – if they're going to intertwine this with Star Wars as we know it, I mean, we may see simple choices in the main movies that were like, "What if that didn't happen?" Boy, Yoda never we would have wouldn't be, went back in time, and things could have been corrected. Or did someone have an opportunity to intervene and kill the Emperor in a moment? We don't we don't know. Like it's it could really kind of blow up Star Wars as we know it and say, "Wow, that that moment we thought was really important. Boy, was it important." Rob. Okay. You're going to say, and we all know Brent kind of just like blew everybody's mind right there. <laughs> the first thing I thought about was the new Mortal Kombat and how like, you know, Shokan and everybody were like, yeah, we're these big dudes and we have all these things. And Shang Tsung, he can steal stole, souls and stuff. But do you know who the freaking bad, bad girl was in the new Mortal Kombat was a timekeeper, was a freaking timekeeper yeah oh yeah like she owned them and then she brought like old lucane with new lucane yeah. who's completely corrupted by shang sung and like now when you're talking about it now you're talking about time and you're you're right that is a whole episode in its own because you want to if disney's gonna play the time traveler and like time cop thing and all that crazy jazz things then you got to think that when you're playing with time, that there's multiple entities and multiple entities may be considered clones. And if they're considered clones, maybe they're really not in Palpatine's case, maybe instead of flow walking, because that's what it was actually called. (laughs) Flow walking. We didn't need dimensions. You could just be a Jedi and, but you couldn't pull somebody. They told you not to interact though. When you, low locked yeah that was never really explained in the eu so not only is brett onto something but you know you want to say the biggest thing that always infatuates people in life is time travel if you can go back if you can change things yeah and if you can travel light speed and both things if made possible by star wars always plays into let's say that Give me extra jello. Give me an extra Reese's cup. That's like, give me a finger, take an arm kind of thing. Yeah. But I really, I have to say, I like the idea. It really expands a lot of things. And Baby Yoda is the timekeeper because he's dressed kind of differently than the rest. And I gotta say, I can't remember her name because I haven't played Mortal Kombat in a while, and y'all know because I play other games. But, Whoever that keeper girl is, she's pretty mean. 
and she has an agenda. And when she starts disrupting things, let's just not think that beauty is bad, but makes it good. So really, keeper, how does she just turn towards the balance of the Jedi and not the Sith if you don't want to have that kind of outcome? That's my only thing. Yeah, well, Rob was breaking up a little bit there, but Holly, I'll say probably one of the most graphic expressions I've ever heard. You know, give me a finger and I'll take an arm. Or I think I think I caught the expression. Yeah. I'm not sure, but probably one of the yeah, most graphic. That's what I said. That was. That's what I said. I'm on I'm on Wi-Fi at a hotel that's ran by you know. That's fair. So, that's fair. I and also, I was trying things, and I'm sorry they're not from this world, so they're from the Outer Rim. And <laughs> this thing right here, it looks like a cigar, okay? So it looks like a cigar. The actual name is Usterhaspen Kirkstock. <laughs> and it's, if you put this in your mouth, it smells, it, it looks, it's like a chewable cinnamon stick. Pretty much. Holly, I've been promised that a lot in my life. Uh, just put it in your mouth and it'll taste like a cinnamon stick. Uh, so much freezing going on there from Rob. But I, I, I like what he's saying about time travel and that if you want to talk like people always talk about you know uh, speculating time travel and 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 how to explain it. Uh, we've seen time travel before in other series, but I mean, it just expands you know speculation in star wars if you can go to certain periods of time and things can change and your choices can make even that much more of a difference or you may have a chance to go back and make like that's that blows speculation out of the water and and one thing i know some people didn't like this i i enjoyed the the avengers the the final avengers movies where they go back in time and they integrated them with the prior i kind of liked how they did that how those silly moments, you know, that we saw in 2012 or whatever the first Avengers were, like something else was going on in the background. We had no idea. I thought that was super cool. It makes it just that much more important. So if it can do something like that uh, with Star Wars that we love and make it still matter, but, you know, some other things are going on, if Ezra Bridger is the gatekeeper or, or whatever, I, I think Brett is absolutely on to something. I'm not sure if we lost Brett. I think Brett just turned his video off, but... So, we, guys, we're going to have to dedicate more time to that. I want to get to some other stuff, but just keep that in mind, guys. We're going to think about that theory a lot more. <laughs> I'm sure uh, Brent's going to write this puppy down, and we're going to make some notes on it and send this to Lucasfilm if they haven't already done it, which I'm sure they have. But uh, if you recall recently, we Daisy Ridley revealed that uh, her character, Ray at one time had, had uh, possibly, you know, Lucasfilm was thinking that maybe she was related to Obi-Wan Kenobi, the granddaughter of Obi-Wan Kenobi. That was... Hearing that, Holly, takes me back to 2016 and 2017 in Rebel Watch, theorizing about, you know, why is she a Kenobi? She has an accent and all these silly things that we thought we had figured out at that point. But uh, I, I thought it was interesting, and some people were like, yeah, that would have made so much much more sense, and I'd never really thought about, like, why would that make much more you know more sense than a Palpatine? I, I don't know, but I want to pitch it to you guys. Is, is that something that intrigued you? Was it something that you actually wanted back in 2017? You know, when we were talking about Ray, like, Jory, you're not. Was that something that you would have you'd have been interested in? Yeah, I mean, I think I went through a lot of phases of who I thought Ray's parents were. Um, you know, and, and in each phase, you kind of make sense as to, oh, yeah, this makes sense. You know, she's a Skywalker. She's, you know, a Kenobi. She's a nobody. She's, um, you know, and the one actually that I never got behind was the Palpatine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so um, it would. The only thing I have to say is it would have changed the series completely. Yeah. Um, if she was a Kenobi, or honestly, if she was anybody but the Scott or a uh, Palpatine, there would be no reason to bring Palpatine back. Yeah. Um, and this is in a storyline uh, sense, you know, not and not in a uh, not in a continuation, but a, a as them thinking about it. Um, the only reason to bring Palpatine back is because she is a Palpatine. Yeah. Um, if if. Uh, if she's not a Palpatine, it does not make sense to bring him back from the dead. Yeah. And so I'm, the more I really look into everything, um, the more I'm a little bit disappointed in what, and this is crazy for me to say, because I love, (laughs) I love Rise of Skywalker. Um, I actually ranked it number one in my movie. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) But, it, and I think obviously that's just because of the climax of everything, and, and I love the sequel trilogy. Um, but the the more I look at it, the more I'm like, they just did not have an actual direction as yeah. to where they're going. And yeah. and I don't want to throw blame to uh, Ryan Johnson, but the more things come out, the more it kind of seems like not necessarily at Ryan Johnson, but maybe the liberties that they gave Ryan Johnson to just go do your thing, you know, and will, because the last Jedi is a phenomenal film. Like it is, if you just stand alone film, that, that film is great. Mm -hmm. Like everything about it is great, but in a continuation through the series, it does not really, um, connect well with uh the rise of skywalker and the force awakens like there's just this middle child that just doesn't get along with anybody you know and so uh it it, it's just anywho it's it's hard to have that continuation and and it looks like that uh that they brought palpatine back because they were just like you know we need to kind of connect everything, and this is kind of the best way we see right now to connect everything. Yeah, it's it, it definitely felt like they wanted to have a Ray connection with a big Star Wars figure, but the only thing it seemed like they did have figured out is that they wanted Ray to be making a choice about her destiny, regardless of what her past was. A nobody, a Kenobi, uh, you know, it kind of would have been cool if she was actually a Kenobi and then she went dark. Like, holy cow, like he was the upstanding Jedi who was always, you know, doing the right thing, uh, at least that we think. Was he? Uh, up for debate, Holly. Up for debate. Uh, but don't upset the Kenobi fans. Like Raylos, they will come at you. I'm a huge Kenobi fan. He's actually yeah. one of my... If, well, let, let me ask you, what, then. What, what did you think of that connection? <laughs> okay, well, I didn't like that connection. Come on, why? I, well, you guys know from the beginning, I thought that yeah. it would be just more appropriate if Ray kind of came out of nowhere and stayed out of nowhere. Because I just feel like if you're saying that Star Wars is a story of hope i just feel like yeah. that's a lot more inspiring especially for young women yeah to have to be like look like it doesn't matter what your family is which i mean i guess technically they kind of did that when they're like she was a she's a palpatine but like yeah. she did all this good stuff so i guess i got a little bit of what i wanted but yeah. the kenobi stuff that just doesn't make any sense to me yeah it, it doesn't make sense that 
he, someone would have left Ray if she was a Kenobi. I just don't feel like even if he didn't know about it, I just don't know. It just doesn't sit right with me. And mm-hmm. I, you know, it didn't sit right with them either. And that's why they like nixed that yeah. idea. But I, I just don't think that that would, I think Pel- the Palpatine thing actually sits better with me than yeah. the Kenobi thing does. No. Yeah. It, it, it's, it'd be cool if we saw a Kenobi kind of bloodline or story like play out and continue. Cause we love him so much, but then just like Palpatine, yeah, a lot explained to do. And when did, like, when did I mean, he have time to have a family? It wasn't with, with Satine, and, yeah, I'll tell you that. With like, who? It, exactly. You have more to fill in there, and, and which is fine. I mean, we'll probably never, you know, have any of the Palpatine stuff really filled in. But it just doesn't seem if you if this is going to be a Skywalker story, you know, it's and, and Ray is the embodiment of the Skywalker because that felt like that was the continuation that we were going towards. Her being a Kenobi, like, why would you, like, he was a great Jedi. Like, why would you not want to, you know, embody the the Kenobi spirit or bloodline or whatever? Uh, So I kind of thought it was cool that maybe she just came from nothing, but she's the hero we need in the moment. And that's a great way to define hero in a new generation. Uh, But I I don't know. I I thought it was, it was interesting. Nettie, uh, you're a Kenobi fan, but let's be honest. He's a Jedi you know, he made a mistake once, but I, I, I believe he was dutiful in maintaining his, you know, celibacy, whatever you want to call it, uh, throughout his, his tenure as a Jedi, even on Tatooine. Uh, what did you think of this, this, this bombshell, I would say, that, you know, people were speculating on all along? Uh, see, I haven't read the full comments or anything that Daisy made, but honestly, I don't really see why it would have been necessary yeah um i kind of feel like if if like she was a kenobi it'd be more of a let's change everything so it fits more than it was a natural yeah flow which i mean you could also make the argument that's exactly what happened with the palpatine situation yeah but that's a whole nother discussion i can't remember if it was back in the old rebel watch days or something but i know there was like the fan theory at one point that like satine's like nephew like corky or whatever was like actually Obi Wan's son and like Satine's <laughs> and like she just like pretended he was a nephew and like yeah. I'm like that was probably like the best theory I heard that like actually explained some of it because yeah. I can't see Obi Wan while he's on Tatooine just be like yeah I'm just gonna go over here and <laughs> get lucky a few nights and then a little late night at the cantina and, things yeah. get crazy yeah so it just it didn't seem to really fit for me yeah. in any way and I was kind of with Holly too like I didn't see why. Ray needed to be connected to everybody or anybody in any meaningful way like that. Um, I kind of feel like it makes the universe smaller than it needs to be and what it is. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, no, I agree. And is it cool to hear Kenobi again? Yeah, but it would have just been weird. It just would have been strange. A nice nod to Kenobi, though, because, damn Mm -hmm. it, one of the best Jedi, one of the best characters in Star Wars. You know, if they're going to make anybody a Kenobi, just make Brimboy a Kenobi. Like, why don't you just throw that at us? That would have been cool. I mean... That would have been awesome. If he's going to Coming from a a great bloodline and you're in the stables? Well, that's not what I was thinking, but if you're going to just, like, have some random child in the universe, I mean... Make it Baby Yoda. I don't know. Yeah, maybe Yoda is a maybe Baby Yoda is a Kenobi. New theory there, Good Brent. What did you think about that one? You better liked it. I mean, tack that <laughs> in. Well, yeah, he could be Yoda that we know and love, but he could also be a Kenobi, and that, my friend, is a mind mess of a theory. <laughs> 
I, hey, uh, Obi-Wan, did you know we're related, by the way? Yeah, you're still going to listen to me. I don't care. Uh, go on and, uh, you know, uh, kill some uh, Jawas Not or whatever. Not sure why that do. wasn't in your Yoda accent, but that's fine. Sorry, I had too many things open and I kept pressing the wrong buttons. Um, <laughs> Heard that before no, as well. I, yeah, I, I think that would be interesting. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know about her being a Kenobi. Number one, it's difficult to explain the whole timeline and, you know, even more so than with Palpatine because at least Palpatine wasn't in hiding. So, and he's the, you know, he's the ruler of the entire galaxy. Let's go. So, you know. If like nothing else, you get into the, the dirty, inappropriate ways of, you know, he's going to father some sort of child versus <laughs> Obi-Wan. True. Um, so, I mean, at least that's a little more explainable, um, even if it was a clone, uh, not an actual, you know, baby daddy situation. Very true. Very um, true. But, you know, to have her as a Kenobi, I, I, I don't think it really fits with the scenario and the way it played out. So it's a really good thing that they didn't because, um, you know, kind of going back when, from the last council council when we were talking about balancing the force. Um, I realized, you know, I never really wrapped up my situation with Anakin and I don't think we ever really concluded um, what was going on with it. But um, when you kind of think about the whole balance and it was something that you said later in the podcast that I missed at the time. But um, when Ray has the vision of all the force spirits at the end and you had mentioned that Anakin says to her, you know, you know, balance the force ray like I tried to. Um, What he actually says is balance the force ray like I did. Um, oh, so it got me thinking. It's like, okay, so what exactly did Anakin do to balance the Force? And yeah. I, you know, how could he have possibly pulled it off? And I think the way he did it was it was a dogmatic balance um, because he destroys the Jedi and their teachings. And yeah. then eventually he destroys the Sith and their teachings because there's none left. Yeah. You know, if you follow the rule too, him and Palpatine are gone. You know, so there's nobody to carry on that lineage. Um, so the teachings are both gone. Um, and if you think about Anakin as being balanced himself, he is a Skywalker. Um, and then Luke in Return of the Jedi, he actually sets himself up to fail going forward when he throws away his lightsaber and says, no, I'm a Jedi like my father before me. Yeah, His father wasn't a Jedi. His father was a Skywalker. He is able to balance and walk that line, um, which is when, you know, Rey, when she gets into The Last Jedi, she's training from Luke. She's got that Jedi perspective behind her. She is the last Jedi when you get to the end of the movie. Um, but you get into the rise of Skywalker and she's accepted that balance and that dyad and that, you know, she's accepted that she is what she is. She is a combination of the dark side and the light side. Um, and then at the end, it makes so much more sense now thinking about it that way that she takes the name Skywalker because that's truly what this whole thing sets up is it's the balance in the force. And it's it's like I said, it's the dogmatic balance. It's like I'm not teaching this wacky version over here. That's the far extreme of it's light only and there's nothing else. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about there's nothing but darkness. I'm I'm gray. I'm walking down the middle. I can pick and choose, but I'm doing it for the right reasons, which is where, you know, and that's kind of where you get more of a light gray than a dark gray. Um, and I think that, you know, and it kind of wraps up everything that he did there. And, you know, thinking about it from that perspective, you know, he did fulfill his prophecy. He balanced the destiny, but then Luke kind of screwed it up because he went, you know, he threw his lightsaber away. I'm a Jedi. And those are the teachings that he professed and that he, you know, put going forward. And at that point in time, as the Jedi start to come back, the balance shifts. Now I got to bring the darkness back up. Palpatine's allowed to return. You know, he's not calling himself a Sith or whatever, but that's the way he's practicing. And then, you know, and he, he gets himself an apprentice. He gets Kylo Ren. He gets Snoke, you know, as what he's doing. And then, you know, that sets everything back up. And then it takes Ray to, no, I'm done with all this. I'm not doing that anymore. And you know, I'm taking the Skywalker name and that's it. We're yeah. done. Yeah. So, uh, for years, we've been saying just like, the term Skywalker, kind of skywalking and that balance. It just, it does make sense that she would embody that. And it seems like, you know, 
the, the Star Wars is a game of whack-a-mole. If we're going to continue the Sith <laughs> and the Jedi, it's like someone's got to step up to the game and knock some of these out. You know, like somebody has to bring balance at some point because um, it's 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 all. It seems like the universe is always going to need fine-tuning, right? There's always going to be a wild card. There's always going to be a disturbance of some sort. Um, you know, whether that's too much light or too much dark, it's it's always going to take someone to do that. And Ray just happens to be uh, our heroine at the time that is up for the challenge and, and embraces a Skywalker name. So that'd be cool if the term, you know, Skywalker, it's not even just a, a lineage anymore. It's just an idea. And maybe that's where the main Star Wars kind of goes on in the future. I would absolutely be down with that. Um, outside of Kenobi and Ray. Uh, our beloved Hayden Christensen, Holly, I know this may be a triggering conversation, and I'm really sorry Gotta if go. you know we flash back to 2003 or whenever you were weeping there uh, behind the behind the line of, of teenagers and, and failing to get an autograph. I'm really sorry about that. If it becomes too much, feel free to leave the podcast. Just remember to leave your headphones. As it was like 2011. 2011? God, I had graduated college by that time, and Holly's just little young Holly there just you know, trying to get an autograph. I'm really sorry. We've all learned a lot today. Um, but, Jory, you have, you know, what we've been doing, actually, for everyone listening, I don't know why we didn't do this sooner. We've got a nice Google Doc going with our council. Everyone's throwing their ideas out here now and really keeping, you know, great conversation going, and I love all the participation that's happening. Uh, Jory had a question about Hayden Christensen, and, you know, it's – it's kind of sad that it's taken all of these years for seemingly the entire Star Wars fandom to get on board and be like, you know what? We were real dicks to this guy. You know what? For what he was asked to do, he did a fantastic job, and he is the chosen one. Can't we show him some more love in Star Wars? And a lot of people were really wanting to you know, see him in The Rise of Skywalker. And Would that have been cool? It would have. It would have made a lot of sense. That would have been awesome. Uh, but st- people still biting at the bit. Like, can we see Hayden again? What role could we get him in? And that's exactly what Jory was asking. Like, are we ever going to see Hayden Christensen again? Because it seems like now the time is right. And he and even Ian McDermott are still really close. And they still go out and do fan you know projects together and, and, and meet and greet. So, like, could there still be something there? I don't know. Could we see them working together in, in a series? But, Jory, what, what were your thoughts there, man? Is there something in particular, you, p- particular you'd like to see him in? Hopefully not, you know, a revised Rise of Skywalker end scene with Hayden there in the background. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> I just wanted to revise. Yeah. Add them all um, in. <laughs> no, actually, um, that's where I thought originally when I thought um, – you know, when all the speculation came out for Rise yeah. was where we could have seen Hayden. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought, you know, possibly he could be in Rise of Skywalker. Um, I mean, there's a lot of speculation as to him, you know, coming back and defeating Palpatine and things like that. Um, but when I was talking about this, it was more of a, could we see him, like, in a Kenobi series. And obviously at that point it would be in a, um, in a vision, you know, them doing something in their younger years and maybe with some slight de-aging, you know, because honestly, I don't know if you guys have seen Hayden or, uh, or, uh, Jesus, what's his name? Oh my God. You McGregor. You McGregor. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, uh, they're both like, 
I don't know if they're just ageless. Yeah. Like they both just look phenomenal. So um, I don't think it would take much to de-age them enough to make them look, you know, 20 years younger. Uh, but, you know, just, just to see him back in Star Wars. Um, and, you know, even, even if it's like, you know, we were talking with Luke, you know, coming back for the Mandalorian. Yeah. If it's just like a slight, like a one episode type thing, you know, of, of hey, this is a flashback and or even if it's a couple episodes, but it's like different times and it's like a, a like a minute here and a minute there. And, you know, it's all filmed at the same time. And, you know, we get just Hayden back in Star Wars and not even to impact anything. Yeah. Um, but just to give him that nod of, hey, we love you, Hayden. And and, you know, and everybody accepting him again into Star Wars because, um I think that he gets a lot of flack for his acting yeah. because, uh, you know, obviously those those interactions between him, him and uh, Padme, uh, or Anakin and Padme, yeah. um, you know, it was kind of awkward. But I think that that was told to them. Yeah. Like, I don't think that people realize that. Like, it's not like George Lucas just saw this and was like, yeah, you know, it could have been done better, but no, nah, we're just going to go with it. Like, it, it, it yeah. was probably told to him, like, hey, be really awkward right here. Yeah. Be really awkward. And, and that's the whole point of it. And, and I think a lot of people, you know, will talk about the dialogue and talk about this and that and be like, you know, I don't think Natalie Portman and Hayden Christensen just had good chemistry. And it's like, I think that was the whole point behind yeah. it was that, you know, it, it, it's an awkward love affair. You know, it's two people that are completely different from completely different worlds. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally from completely different worlds and trying to, bond because they do love each other but they don't know exactly how to uh show that love in a certain way and you know and she says really corny things and so does he and 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 it's i think he takes a lot of flack but then you look at some of his other projects and he's actually a really good actor like he's a really good actor and and uh you know and I think he just got the the wrong end of the stick, and um, it would just be really cool to see him in some other project. And that was kind of what I wanted to see with you guys. Like, I think possibly Kenobi, but is there any other project that you guys could see Hayden coming back for, obviously, other than The Rise of Skywalker? Well, you make great points, too, about, like, yeah, he didn't deserve – none of the actors deserved what they got you know, any flack about the acting. Because, look at Natalie Portman. <laughs> Natalie Portman is a fantastic actress in, in everything that she does. But folks don't realize, like, George Lucas wrote a space opera. These moments, every moment in this movie is supposed to be overly dramatic. These scenes when they're in the dark and they're doing their little lovey thing, it's supposed to be dramatic. The sequels were not written like that. They were not directed like that. So Luke, Lucas had a huge hand. Even when he wasn't directing these movies, there's no way his influence wasn't there in every single scene. But they were meant to be a space opera. So this is how these people were directed to act in scenes. It wasn't like the sequel trilogy, which was compl- like it was just directed in a completely different manner. So they're all fantastic actors. Even Jake Lloyd, like 
you know, I don't think I, at nine years old, I wouldn't have been able to take direction like that. Like, you know, like something, yeah. some, this is this kid's livelihood and, and they just shit on him. Like, it's just, it's terrible how he treats these people. But it was a space. If you want to blame anyone, blame George Lucas. We can sit here and say, he's the crazy. That was his direction. That's how he wanted the movies to be executed. So talk all you want about how terrible these people are. It was George Lucas and his direction and his name on the projects. It's a space opera. So he's not, you know, he's not, you know, invulnerable to any blame in any of that. He wrote a great story. People just, you know, didn't love even, even the originals though. Think about Mark Hamill's execution and how dramatic, like I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. Like that's, that's how they were directed to act. Like Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford does not act in any other movie like he does in Star Wars. He just yeah. doesn't. It's, it's, it's how these people were handled and how they were told to present themselves in these scenes. So even the original trilogy, it was the same way. It's just the story with the prequels was a little more cheesier. There was a huge love story there that was the story. You know, even, even Ian McDermott is fantastic as an actor he is some of the moments were cheesy and his cheesy grins they're supposed to be dramatic so that's my tangent for that (laughs) anyway um but i like what you're saying because as much as i was like oh vader could take away from a kenobi series like flashbacks and like just you know obi-wan tormented and remembering those times would be fantastic but if you're gonna bring hayden back in a big role he he needs a darth vader series he he just does and and seeing what we're seeing out of the comic books by God, that's prime television material. It is so dramatic and it's so good. Uh, Holly, I mean, I know you're a Hayden Christensen fan, <laughs> but maybe you don't want to see him in future projects. Um, I don't know. I just, I guess you're right. Some of the new content that we're getting about the Darth Vader journeys, I guess, mm-hmm. his adventures might not be bad coming back as a TV show. Yeah. But I don't know if we would need that to be live action. And yeah. so, therefore, I'm not sure that we would need Hayden Christensen to be voicing mm-hmm. Anakin. We didn't do that in the Clone Wars. So, I'm, I don't know. I think that it would be cool if we did get him to come back, but I think it would make more sense for him to come back in some sort of flashback. Yeah. Um, which you mentioned the Obi-Wan show. I don't know. Anakin's just such a big part of Obi-Wan and what happened to Obi-Wan that maybe it would make sense if yeah. Hayden showed up and asked Anakin in some of those flashbacks because I think that that would kind of just like add to yeah. really like immerse you in what Obi-Wan was feeling and kind of bring that back for us as the viewers because yeah. we were right there with him when everything happened on Mustafar. Yeah. But I think outside of that, I'm not really sure that I need him to come back into yeah. Star Wars, especially because we've moved so far past mm-hmm. his stories at this point. I feel like we know what we need to know about Anakin. And I feel like Disney says if, if we are at a moment where we're like, we, how can we win fans back? They could just drop a Darth Vader series yeah. and everyone would be like, oh my God. Yeah, Jory. So in, in, and I just want to make it clear, like I don't want him back in any sort of like big role at all. Um, you know, and I think Mike, your point of like, if you're going to get him back for the Vader series, that would be cool. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like I'd be cool with that, but like in the Kenobi part, part of it, I think, like, bringing him back to have Kenobi be, like, fondly remembering, but then sadly remembering at the exact same time, like, yeah. just to see, 
you know, his like, oh yeah, you know, I used to love Anakin, but it's over now, you know, and like just to see that, that deep, you know, that deep of like, oh, it's like amazing, but bad in the same, like, I think that that could be a really powerful moment for uh, the Kenobi series, um, but I agree with you, Holly. I, like, I don't know if we need him back, uh, but that would be the only point that I would see him like to come back and just you know give that like deep meaning to a one or two episodes for the Kenobi series. I just yeah. like picture us like if we were in the Kenobi series. I just picture. I think this was in one of the comic books, and that's why I'm thinking of this. I think in one of the comics, we come to Obi-Wan, and he's just, like, restless. He's, like, tossing and turning. He can't mm. sleep. And yes. I think that those would be the scenes to have Anakin come back in. Because yeah. I think that you could have Obi-Wan having these really dramatic, real nightmares yeah. about his interactions with Anakin and where did I go wrong yeah. and what should have I said differently and when he was telling me this I should have done this instead and I think that would feel very real for all of us so yeah. I do think that that would be something cool because you wouldn't have to take like the scenes from the movies and throw them in there like you could mm-hmm. give us new stuff and like Jory said Hayden Christensen is aging very well yeah and I think that you wouldn't really have to do anything CGI wise with him, I think that he could just jump into an Anakin. Oh my role. god, yeah, and uh, even visions, just like you know, a little bit of hope there, you know, for Obi Wan and, and what he's going through, ups and downs and ebbs and flows. I, I, if you haven't gone to YouTube, I don't know who created this, but someone pieced together the prequels and, and the original trilogy, and they called it Obi Wan has PTSD, and it's and they put you know, really dramatic Star Wars music with it. It's one of the best edits I've ever seen in Star Wars. And it makes it, that's, that's what I expect out of this series that it's going to be dramatic. You're going to see, you know, why, you know, you, uh, Ewan McGregor, Alec Guinness took those moments and paused and really thought about the dark times and and all that stuff. I'm so down for that. The reason I want a Vader series is because I would love for people to see how, Vader and the Emperor's relationship and their interactions have evolved over time. We saw it in the prequels and how he embraced him and taught him and, and was luring him in. And, and we see in the end where, you know, he kind of disregards him. Like, I can get a new, I can get a new secondhand guy if I need to. Like, Luke, you're going to replace him. But there's the middle there where, you know, there's a little bit of, a little bit of give and take, but there's a lot of toying with him. You know, there's, He's, they're very secretive. You know, Vader's out doing things that Palpatine's not aware of. Palpatine, the Palpatine's doing things. This is even Legends. They were doing some of that. So I, seeing that play out on the big screen and seeing these big-headed Imperial figures like Tarkin, like Thrawn, like Palpatine, like Vader in a dramatic television series, sign me up, take my money. I want to see it. That would be... I can't imagine any more drama than Thrawn, Palpatine, and Vader in the same room seeing it play out. It would play it out nicely in the Thrawn books, but let's flesh that out even more. I would, I would want to see that on film. Rob, do you want to see uh, Hayden Christensen in Star Wars again, or are we done with him? Okay, look. First of all, they call that Disney premiere. <laughs> you pay <laughs> extra for that, especially the cinnamon bucks, flavor. 30 bucks, my brother. 30 bucks, my brother. First, I want to go back to uh, the original thing that I got to say it. When we went back to Anakin acting, remember, Anakin has been a slave. So his 
human interactions has been mostly people telling him what to do. So mostly, you know, if you're in a job and seeming someone keeps pushing their power on you, you just want to, go, ah, you know, you want to lash back at them. That's, and I'm not going to make a difference for the acting or anything with that. But like, if you really take a step back to it, how can Anakin relate with regular people making regular decisions when he was told what to do all his life? Yeah. Like they say you learn everything by the age of five, right? Yeah. Right. The five, four, whatever. Well, he was well past that. And he learned that people treated him like shit. Yeah. And and I want to jump back to the the Ray theory. Now, I agree. I didn't like overall how they wrote her as a Palpatine because I think it would have been easier to make her more like Gail and Merrick, a.k.a. Starkiller, who came from really nowhere. You don't know his background. But, I mean, Electric came out of him. Star Destroyers came out of the air. He was super powerful. And no one knows where he came from. But... Going to hitting Christensen, re- revising the role as Vader. Yes, it would be intriguing because I want to see how his hate during these trials, during these comic books, towards Palpatine evolves over time and then Luke pushes him over because I think that Anakin slash Vader did hold that back. And when Brent was talking about the whole, you know, I brought balance to the force, balance to the force. I killed them. I killed them. You know, that's actually sometimes the best way. I mean, you go back to a lot of Tarantino movies and most of the people die because I think sometimes when there's too much power to go around, it all has to be flattened out to actually make it work. And and then there's and I, I, I go this and then there's the EU version where there's still a planet of Sith that have a ruler that if there was a ruler at this time during the EU where was Palpatine and was Palpatine controlling this planet because if it was hidden I don't think he was because maybe Palpatine was really an outcast and I'm only bringing that up because. We've talked about a lot of different things. People talk about a lot of different things when it comes to that and what Disney's direction is. And if we want to go towards, you know, light speed and going back and going forward in time. But if if they want to eliminate that, there was no Sith ever. The EU still had the rule of two, but there was still a planet. And that doesn't explain it. But I think... Anakin coming into like his own series would be nice to see, but I think they won't do it because they gave you this comic line that you guys are all reading and explaining to all of us that flying casual fans perfectly. Like I haven't read one because I, I just don't have time. I just, I got done with all the filming yeah. and Molly did too. And we're finally like, Oh, Normal life, like we can go to Niagara Falls, not get called up on a Friday, get called up on a Sunday, you know. But I think when you think about that, let's let's take that back. For two months, we've had to endure those extra things. So Anakin had to endure those extra things during his time. And again, it all goes back to his character. And I think that 
Ray working as a scavenger also made her more self-reliant in her own business because no one really believed in her. And then all of a sudden they want to make her a Palpatine, which I'm fine with. I did make it my number one. I might revise that, but it still is my number one because I think it still answers all the questions in the movie, only the movies, that this is how it went down. So that's my answer. My answer is Ray Ben, just in a normal. I think Anakin only acted, and I think he was supposed, like you said, towards the book, he was supposed to act that way because that's the way, a.k.a. George, wanted it because that's that's the feel of the flow. And then going forward and her being a Kenobi, I had said that I thought she was a Kenobi, not because of her accent. I thought it was about her, like, do justice. Mm-hmm. But I think the do justice went out the w- window when she blew up that carrier with her electric fingers. <laughs> yeah, she, and that's the thing. When, when we're speculating on these things, we all, you know, when you want to believe something, like I wanted to believe the Kenobi thing too, you can always find the reasons why it makes the most sense. And those people with, with Palpatine theory, they're like, well, she stabbed with her lightsaber just like him. And like the, we all had, we found reasons why it made sense. And, and you know, it it does make sense, you know, and it's it's all about, it's all about choices. And I love, Rob, what you were saying about Anakin and, you know, he's always had someone telling him what to do in moments, you know, and so being a slave, he had people telling him what to do. Even as a Jedi, he had people telling him what to do. And it was his mother who really was there to support him, but allowed him to do the things that he enjoyed and that he was good at and never, you know, I'm sure she was strict with him at times, but seemed to kind of let him be his own person and have a mind of his own. And that's why she kind of, do you want to, do you want to, this is your choice. And do you want to go be a Jedi? He's like, yeah, I do. Like, and then when she was gone, all bets are off. Like that boy's unhinged. And, and, and then he's lost that kind of balance in his life. And that person who is the only one that supported him, even Obi-Wan, he supported him, but he's still, well, you need to spy the chancellor. And I think that goes back to uh, Qui-Gon Jinn living. Yeah. I think that if if we we had this, it didn't happen, so we don't have any of that. But I think that if Qui-Gon would have lived, he could have filled that father role better for Anakin than Obi-Wan filling a brother. Because what do brothers do? Yeah. They fight. You had one fight with your brother. One fight with your brother lost arms and legs. Because you had the lower ground, okay? Mm-hmm. I know, like, I fought with my brother all my years, and I know if any of y'all had brothers. Mm-hmm. My brother is a 6'4", 380-pound trucker. I am 5'10", about 65, man. <laughs> like, you don't think that that, that you be going back over all the years, this kid was bigger than the fifth graders in the third grade, okay? And... And if you want to compare Anakin to my brother, we can do this at this point. When my brother got really big, and you've seen this with a lot of kids in, say, middle school, when he would blow up past the teachers and a teacher would try to slap him down, what happened? They revolted, you know? So when Anakin's put in these situations, he's revolting. He's, he's done with – because Qui-Gon, his only father figure at this point, was like, you, you're going to be a Jedi. You're going to do all these great things. You know, no one's going to tell you what to do. You never told him that. And then all of a sudden, everybody's telling Anakin what to do. Anakin's like, yo, I'm a slave again. I'm sent here to kill Dooku. 
I'm sent here to do this. I'm sent here to do that. I'm sent here. He was acting like a slave, and that's why he revolted, and that's why he ultimately killed everybody because he hated them all. I hate <laughs> well, you. And he, he said, I hate you. And he ultimately was a slave to the emperor and the dark side, and that's that's what uh, <laughs> if you read the Darth Vader comics moment. Uh, uh, a Darth Moman, right? Yeah, really puts him in his place and and says, "You're, you're, you think you can control the dark side? No, we are tools for the dark side. And the moment you accept that and embrace that, you can actually learn to, you know, use these talents in a better way. But don't think that you can ever dominate. And that pissed him off, and of course he killed him. <laughs> but so even in the dark side, when he chose that path, he was still a slave to it, right? And 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 ultimately, I think in his redemption, he realized that. But it would be interesting to see, yeah, like if Qui-Gon would have lived, how would that have been different? We all kind of talked about that after, you know, Filoni spoke to it a little bit. And it could have very well been, you know, but he also had plans for him, right? He was the one that was saying, he's the chosen one. Like, that's a lot of pressure, right? He, Qui-Gon's the one that started that whole thing. Everyone else is like, mm, I don't know, a little too old he is to train. Like, everyone else is a little skeptic. So even Qui-Gon may not have been the best champion, but we don't know. But it might be interesting, though, in an, in an Obi-Wan series to see Obi-Wan struggle with this, right? And be like, shit, where did I go wrong? <laughs> like, he, why didn't I let him go find his mother? Why, why, if I had done that, maybe things would have been... I, I would love to see him toy with these things and blaming himself. Like, Because that's what I feel like Obi-Wan's going to do. I, I feel like Obi-Wan's a pretty perceptive guy. He's going to be like, he was my responsibility and I failed. And Qui-Gon, you know, and this could be moments where he's talking to Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon's like, dude, don't beat yourself up too much. <laughs> like I said, he was a chosen one. <laughs> okay, like it's on me. Like who knows what we're going to get, but... Boy, this is why I love Star Wars. This is why I love talking to these guys, because it's Speculation City. And we only got through half of our topics, Holly. I know. An hour and a half later, we still have two topics to go, and I'm going to let these guys rest on them, because it's interesting now, and I'm looking at our remaining topics, and we're talking about Palpatine and seeking Force sensitives, and we're going to be talking about Baby Yoda and his, you know, his and, and, and Palpatine's infatuation with Force wielders. Like, how can we connect that discussion to Brent's theory uh, mm-hmm. with time travel? I feel like we can do yes. that. So a little teaser, I think, for, for what's to come. And we're going to be also talking about the Black Kyber Crystal, which I also feel like we can tie into this theory. Uh, so I don't know about you guys. I'm going to be taking some notes. Um, I'm sure these guys will as well. But uh, Holly, uh, I think that's going to do it for, for our casual council yeah. for this month. That was a lot to take in there were so Boy. many good things that were said and i yeah. i mean brent crazy. crazy yeah that's what i was gonna say wow. sometimes it tastes like cinnamon sometimes you ask for Ooh. a finger and you get you know a whole arm it's just it's it's the, it's freezing city on this podcast i don't even think we we realize the things we're saying half the time anymore ollie oh well, i think we do because every now yeah. and then i can see jory's um oh he's got mute. yeah he's, he's got a tally he's just see, i can one. see There's i know one. i can see jory like unmute himself and then yeah. one of us will say phrasing and jory just shakes his head and yeah. meets himself again well thank god michael on every podcast and youtube video says it's not made for children because <laughs> it really is not but folks this this is what we do this is what we do on a monthly basis with our friends we break discussions down every once in a while you know one of our our, our patrons here writes one of the best star wars theories in all star wars history and we talk about it 
And we often talk about for an hour or more, Holly. Um, so I can only imagine that we're going to continue that conversation. I see Brent writing, you know, in in his book right now, you know, fleshing out this theory a little more. And we're going to tie more into it next time we talk, guys. I hope you enjoyed this discussion as long as it was. I can't stop. Like, I have to check the time. I have to, times everywhere telling me I can't stop talking about it, Holly. <laughs> It's okay. This is Star Wars. It's what we're here to do. That's what we're here to do. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, as always, we have a, a monthly Patreon episode that we do with these guys, as well as our book club, Holly. Um, but uh, the Casual Council is where it's at. It's where I have my most fun talking with these guys. It's always a pleasure to have Rob, Jory, Nettie, and Brent on, and, and hopefully you know, expand the council and have more on here soon. But uh, Anything else, Holly? Any last final speculations? You know, are we feeling better about Hayden now? Yeah, I'm feeling better about Hayden. We'll um, give him a second chance. But I'm, well, maybe. We'll oh, see. Shit. That is to be determined. Okay, okay. I am excited to get to the questions that Nettie submitted, yes, though. We, that I am looking forward to. As a host, I really try to, it's not good that I really like to talk about this stuff so much. We need almost to hire a host who doesn't really give a shit about Star Wars and can just drive conversation and that doesn't want to sit on a topic for an you hour. You want a moderator. Yeah, sure. Is that what they're called? I don't know. Someone to proctor the podcast? I don't know if I know anyone who hates Star Wars. What's that? Where's the fun in that? There is no fun in that. They'd off on a tangent. They'd be 30-minute podcasts, and everyone would be like, well, that was uninteresting. No, this is great. I love when these conversations can happen organically, and we'll go from one thing to another, and you guys just have such great ideas and things that I didn't think of and I know Michael didn't think of. No. Freaking time travel wasn't (laughs) even on the agenda. Okay, and it dominated so much of the discussion, but we are getting to those those later topics on the next one, guys. We've got a Google Doc. We cannot forget what we talked about at this point, Ollie. We can't. Should have figured this out months ago. But hey, (laughs) that's what happens when you podcast. You learn, you grow, uh, and that's what we're doing here. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. If you did, hey, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Holly, we love reviews. We do. We love reviews. Especially five-star reviews. Especially five-star reviews. If you want to go ahead and, and rate us there on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. And also, check out YouTube. Check out these guys here. Uh, we're, we're hanging out via Skype. Um, it's really the only way Michael can figure out to hang out online is Skype. So if you have a better suggestion, let me know in the comments. But uh, we enjoy chatting with these guys. So check them out on YouTube. Uh, also, like and subscribe there, Holly. A lot of fun stuff mm-hmm, upcoming. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a, a trivia trials with we our do. Very own Nettie and Wes, which was an epic performance by those gentlemen. Our silent assassins going toe-to-toe in solo trivia. Uh, That will be premiering this Friday, Holly. Uh, I couldn't tell you what date that is, but this Friday. uh, You said October 2nd. October 2nd. Thank you, Holly, for that. That will be premiering on YouTube. So go ahead and subscribe to that so you're notified when that drops. And that's it, guys. Uh, I appreciate you sticking around. Uh, I appreciate your patronage, if I can get that out right. I appreciate you listening. And uh, as always here on Flying Casual, we wish that the Force is with you always. Have a good one.